الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى على سيدنا وحبيبنا مولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه واتباعه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد إخوتي وأخواتي في الله أصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل Interestingly enough <coughs> if you were to open up the Quran and do a count of the most oft mentioned prophet by Allah it is actually not Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam though the book was revealed to him the most oft mentioned by name is Musa alayhi salam and there is so much guidance and so many lessons and so many things that are in the Quran regarding Musa and his people for us to take a reminder from, to extract guidance from, for us to learn from them. <clears throat> now in the Quran, there are a couple of times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about a time when Musa sought rain. Musa that comes in the Quran. But what's interesting about the Quran is the Quran has a lot of generalities and it's through the different narrations that reach us that we can actually find out more specifics about these generalities. And so with Musa alayhi salam, in this incident Musa when Musa salam sought rain, context comes in a narration that was related by Ibn Qudamah in Kitab al-Tawwabin. And there's something huge in here for all of us, all of us here today, but for the Muslims at large. It gives us a reality of the world, it gives us a worldview that should be if we understand it, if we realize it, if we internalize it it could really change not just our own lives, but the situation of that's happening around us and within the very world itself. So when there was a drought in the time of Musa salam, let's first understand what that means. Living here with all of the bounties and blessings that we have in Canada, where it rains every couple of days, if not for a couple of days at a time. We have to understand that our drought is serious business. Water is the essence of life. If we were to not have water, it's not just a matter of going thirsty. Crops do not grow. Life cannot continue. Be livestock, animals will suffer, families will suffer, society cannot function. Life cannot function without water. That's important to understand because growing up here, we're taught in school, rain, rain, go away, come again another day. We call rainy weather bad weather. That's not what Islam teaches us. 
And so I need to contextualize this for all of us to really get what's going on here. There was a drought that was so severe that the livestock that people owned amongst the children of Israel was dying. Their food supplies were running out. Their people themselves were suffering. And they knew that tests come from Allah. And so they bared it with patience as much as they could. But again, as human beings, we can only handle so much. So they went to Musa salam. As any of us do when we face difficulty, we go to who seems to be the most pious person we know. Imagine if you had a prophet amongst you, amongst the best of prophets, Musa salam. You think his dua would ever be rejected? So they went to Musa salam. They gathered together and they said, Musa salam, look. Look at our situation. You know our situation. Please, please ask Allah to send the rain. And Musa as a prophet was obviously very concerned to see such innocent people suffering. His people who he worked so hard and sacrificed so much on their behalf. So he raised his hands. He said, Ya Allah, you know best what is happening. You control all things. Oh Allah, please, please send the rain. And now everyone's expecting the clouds to form. Everyone's expecting the rain to fall. But nothing changes, nothing happens. What's going on? Even Musa had that good hope in Allah. He said, Ya Allah, you command us to ask you and I ask you, why is the rain not coming? We need it. Oh Allah, we're totally in need of you. We need what you send with the mercy of the rain. Now Musa got a response from Allah as a messenger of Allah, specifically known as Kalimullah, the one who Allah spoke to directly. Allah responded to him and he said, Ya Musa, amongst you there is one person who has continuously disobeyed me. He's a sinner. And it's because of him I've prevented the rain from coming down. It's because of his actions, everyone else is in this situation. Call him forward. So Musa already having had the people gather, he called out to them, Ya Bani Israel, O my people, the children of Israel, you asked me to ask Allah for rain and I did. And his response came. And everyone's looking, where's the rain? He said, he said that amongst you there is one sinner. And it's because of that one person that the rain is not coming. That person has been commanded to come forward. Nobody moved. Nobody dared step forward. That one sinner who was in that crowd, he didn't come forward because, hey, another command for me to disobey. He felt ashamed. And he actually felt hopeful. He said, maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's not me. And so he looked right. He looked left. Nobody was coming forward. And then it hit him. He, said, he, he put his head down into his, into his clothing. He was sitting on the ground. And he started to cry. He said, oh Allah, I hid my sins from the people I can never hide from you. And I had no idea that my misdeeds are the reason for all of the suffering of my entire people. 
Allah, I don't know what to do about this. I cannot go forward. It would be too humiliating. Allah, I don't ever want to do this again. Allah, change my ways. Allah, I will do my best to never go in that way again. And before he raised his head, before Musa Islam could even raise his hands again to ask again, though nobody stepped forward, the clouds formed and the rain started to fall. Now Musa was amazed because he was following the command. He said, well, nobody came forward. Yeah, Allah, what happened? When I asked you, the rain didn't come. When I followed your instructions and yet nobody came forward, you sent the rain. What is happening? To question is very angelic, by the way. To question and object are not the same thing. He's questioning, he's curious. He's amazed at the mercy of Allah. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to him. He said the same person who was the reason why the rain was held back in the first place is for him, for his sake, for him turning back to me that I've sent the rain. And out of excitement and out of love to be in the company of the righteous, Musa salam asked Allah, he said, Ya Allah, please show me who this righteous slave of yours is. And he said, Ya Musa, I did not expose him when he was a sinner. What makes you think I will expose him now that he has turned back to me and is striving in my way? This story is not just a story. Ibn Qudama, when he narrated it, it wasn't just for storytelling. There is a very, very powerful message in this for us, for the entire ummah of the Prophet A lot of us, especially in secular society, when it comes to misdeeds, when it comes to sinning, when it comes to doing something other than what Allah and His Messenger have said, and doing what they told us to, stay, to, to do and staying away from what they told us to stay away from, a lot of us get upset. We say, mind your own business. That's my personal issue with Allah. But this narration, which is corroborating a whole stack of ayat of Quran and the entire view that Islam takes is that our sins actually have an effect on ourselves. They have an effect on the world around us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Rum, ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِنُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ That corruption and things have spoiled upon the earth. It's all come out. And in the seas as well. Why? Because of what people's hands have earned. And Allah says he does this so that they may taste just some of what they have done. And the reason why he, Allah wants us to taste it is also explained in the ayah. He says, So that perhaps, hopefully, they will return back. You know the word raja'a and taba from tawbah, which means to repent? They mean the same thing linguistically. They mean to return to Allah, to return to doing what we're supposed to be doing. And so we need to understand and realize that when Allah says things, that's more real than anything real we know. Allah is al-haq, 
his speech, the Quran is al-haq, it's all truth. So when he says that, things got messed up on earth because of what we have done, we need to take responsibility just like that one man from the children of Israel took responsibility. That doesn't mean making a public scene. That doesn't mean doing anything except really, really turning to Allah and saying, Ya Allah, I'm sorry. That's what astaghfirullah means. Ya Allah, I don't want anyone else to suffer because of me. It's a very, very important concept and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those tawabin, of those people who are constantly turning back to Him, of those who recognize mistakes as mistakes, taking ownership for them, whatever they may be, and trying our best to correct the way we live within ourselves, outside of ourselves, within our families, within our societies. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ونساء المسلمين فاستغفره إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده نبي الرحمة الذي بعث للناس كافة فصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحابه واتباعه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله عز وجل في السر والعلن وتوبوا إليه الله سبحانه وتعالى tells us in many ways in many places in the Quran that our actions are not just something that are saved to be taken to account for in the Day of Judgment. Yes, that is true. Every one of us is accountable. But it doesn't mean that just, there's no effect. Our actions have an effect on the world around us and within ourselves. But here's the thing. I've been focusing on sins and that's very, very important. Especially with what has become commonplace amongst us. Things now that are we don't even see them as sins. They're such serious things. If you were to read through Kitab al-Kaba'ir by Imam al-Dhahabi, you would look at these things like it's a modern newspaper. These are major sins. We don't even realize. So it's important from that angle, definitely for all of us individually to do so. But on top of that, we have to understand as well that it goes the other way. Our good deeds also have an effect on the world. There's something very beautiful that we can take from the Prophet ﷺ and his many du'as. If you flip through Husnul Muslim or any du'a book, it's there as a consistent pattern. When the Prophet ﷺ would enter into the masjid, what is the du'a? Allahumma ftahli abu abu rahmatik. Oh Allah, open up the doors of your mercy for me. So when entering into the door, he mentions something related to doors, the doors of Allah's mercy. When someone were to feed the Prophet ﷺ, have him as a guest, and really take care of him, upon finishing that food out of gratitude, he would say, Allahumma O Allah, feed those who have fed me, and give them to drink as they gave me to drink. So you see there's a consistent pattern in this. No matter what du'as you look at, it was the way of the Prophet ﷺ. And we have a concept that we extract from all of these, and that is al-jaza'u min jinsil amal. 
that the recompense or the reward for any action is based on the type of action. And so when we have these sins in our lives, whatever they may be, whether it be, you know, abusing the internet, whether it be not being able to keep our eyes down or our mouths shut or anything else, as we try to reform ourselves, instead of just thinking this is just between me and Allah, have some compassion, just by realizing you're affecting somebody else's life, it should help you in leaving off that sin. But on top of that, there's more that we can take. There's more that we can do. One of my teachers told me this, and it was really, really something beautiful, keeping all of these things in mind. He said that if you have an issue of lowering your gaze, especially when you're dealing with the opposite gender, looking at what you're not supposed to look at, in the way you're not supposed to look, he said, it's obviously going to be difficult on your nafs. It's going to be difficult, but squash yourself. Put in the effort, face the difficulty, and don't look. And don't just stop there. Say, Ya Allah, I'm not looking because I know this is pleasing to you, and looking would be displeasing to you. Accept this from me. And from me, not engaging in the zina of the eyes, from me not looking at what I'm not supposed to look at, accept this from me and save one of my sisters in Syria or in Burma or in other places in the world who is being abused. You can do that. Have that consideration for people. And when you do good as well, when you're feeding your own children, think of the children who don't have food. And say, yeah, Allah, I'm feeding them because you commanded me. Allah, take care of those who I cannot reach and I cannot do. These things are much more effective and much more helpful and much more powerful than any petition, than any social movement, which are all good things too. But this really is the way because this is the way of the deen. It has been the way of the deen throughout and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us steadfast in doing what is most pleasing to him, avoiding what is displeasing to him to the best of our ability. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us closer to him and make us steadfast upon his way according to his terms and make it such that what he loves becomes what we love and what he dislikes becomes what we dislike. And may Allah make us an instrument of good for those around us and for the world at large bi'idhnillahi ta'ala in inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna 'alan nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu 'alayhi wa sallimu taslima allahumma salli wa sallim 'ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa 'ala ali sayyidina muhammadin wa 'ala ali wa sahbihi rahim barak wa taslima kathira kathira allahumma ighfir lil mu'minina wal mu'minat wal muslimina wal muslimat al ahya' minhum al amwat allahumma shfi maradhan wa shfi maradhan muslimin allahumma hammautan wa hammautan muslimin اللهم اصلح ذات بيننا وألف بين قلوبنا إنك أنت الذي تؤلف بين القلوب اللهم طهر قلوبنا من كل برد وزكي أنفسنا وأصلح لنا أعمالنا وأحوالنا وأقوالنا وأفكارنا وشأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه ولا تكفروه